Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Keisha Green, that's my lady, yo. Eight to ten, tune in, it's the way to go. Educated author with major goals. I've been coming right here, you have the place to be. It's a poor get mentioned, and it's all for free. Ooh, we, and you know where's that? With Miss Green on the right side of the chat. I write with a purpose, so everything is worth it. An educated platform, something you can work with. Read it, yeah, come over here. Come and get the info from some of your peers. Hello, over line, yeah, we got open air. Talk what you love and express what you fear. Afraid to lose, but born to win. Hey, Miss Keisha, yeah, we're trying to go win. Come on. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Writer's Night Chat. This is Keisha Green. It is a manic Monday. I want to thank you in advance for tuning in. We have a great show tonight. I will be talking to the beautiful and talented J.L. Pettigrew. So make sure with your questions, call in 718-508-9827. But I also want to let you know that tonight's show is being sponsored by the Page Turning contemporary fiction drama read that you got to get your hands on, The Journey of Ruthie Bell by Imani Wisdom. Please get caught reading, www.amaniwisdom.com. you got to check out that book, Five Stars Guaranteed, Hands Down. Yes, I said it. Also, I want to let you guys know that I am featured on an anthology New York Shorties, um, it is me with Aaron Bebo, Philly Quarters, and Langston Hughes, and you can go get that from my website, www.keishagreen.com, or on Amazon if you prefer, Kindle, but yes, definitely go one click, New York Shorties and The Journey of Ruthie Bell by Imani Wisdom. Tonight, I'm super, super excited because I'm going to sit down with Jay and talk about her book, Transparent, so if you have any calls, please call in. 718-508-9827, comments, questions, concerns, whatever, or you can tweet me at Keisha Green, and I will read your questions on the air. The chat room is open, so you can definitely post your questions there, but I want to let you know that you do need to create a profile so that you can post in there. Otherwise, you just have to view it as a guest. So, yes, tweet me, inbox me on Facebook, author Keisha Green, or post in the chat room so I can read your questions. I am looking forward to this show. Can't wait for my guests to call in. As always, I ask you guys, what are you reading? Tell me, what are you reading? Tweet me, and I will give you a shout-out to answer that question first up. I am reading Lust by Toria Christopher Murray. Get out there and get that. That's right, Lust, Chris, um, Victoria Christopher Murray, check that out. I just finished um, reading Copycat by Kimberla lawson Roby. Five stars, hands down, one click, whatever you need to do, get caught reading. There's some good books out there. There's so many. I can't even, um, oh, my goodness, I don't have enough time to tell you about all the good books. I can go on. I can tell you to get Heartless by Alphabet Banks, The Journey of Ruthie Bell by Imani Wisdom, New York Shorties by me and some other authors, <laughs> Lust by Victoria Christopher Murray, um, Copycat by Kimberla lawson Roby. all of those. Get 
caught reading for sure, for sure, for sure. I know you guys saw the blooper over there on the Oscars last night. Oh, well, we keep it moving. We're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> Just going to say. But um, I hear that there is a movie that we all need to go out there and support called Get Out. Go out there and see that. I am hearing wonderful, wonderful things, and I'm going to go see that movie tonight. And next week I will comment on what I thought about it, but I heard it's a very good movie. But I do want to see – I want to say that I am so in love with all of that black girl magic and all that black boy magic. And, look, we're just making it do what we do out there. So support, support independent writers. Support indie, period. Just support us. Like, we're out there doing our thing, and we don't get enough recognition that we deserve, so support it. Go out there. No bootleg. Go go support. Support, support, support. And I, I definitely want to, again, shout out, I just launched my um, website, KeishaGreen.com, so to stay in the loop with everything, want some literary jewels, want to know about the next event that's taking place for you as an author or publisher, sign up for my newsletter on www.KeishaGreen.com. Thank you very much there. I didn't set a mouthful, but like I said, tonight we're going to talk to Jay Pettigrew, and she is the innovative and award-winning poet raised in the south side of Chicago. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Look, that sounds like some drama. That sounds like a book in itself. It's the South Side. South Side don't sound good, but we're going to get all into our business when I get Jay on the phone and experience those trials and toils of the inner city living. Jay was affected, but not defined by her upbringing. I know that's right. So she chose to channel her energy in a positive direction. Her intent was to in touch, was, excuse me, to touch and inspire liberal minds through her God-given talent, which was writing. So Jay is truly an inspiration, being an intellectual and driven writer. Jay has, excuse me, Jay was destined to become an author. In 2009, she shared her first work, Through Her Eyes, a collection of raw but riveting unbridged poetry. This work is a compilation of thought-provoking quotes, providing the reader a glimpse into her soul. Jay's most recent work is entitled Transparent. This jewel was birthed out of events, situations, and circumstances taking place over a seven-year time span. So, yeah, we about to get all in Jay's business on the Writer's Life chat. So, like I said, call in. The number is 718-508-9827. Tweet me on Twitter, at Keisha Green, or inbox me on Facebook. And if you know me, know me, and you're privy to my digits, you can text me. But, yes, come on, join us. Join in the fun. And let's get this show started because we're going to have Jay Pettigrew on, and we're going to do what we do. I'm looking, and I think my guest is there, and we're going to get the show started. Look, ring the doorbell, and we will answer. So let's go. Hello. Welcome to the Writer's Life Chat. Who's this? Hi, this is Jay. How are you? Hi, Jay. How are you? I am well. I am well. How are you doing today? I can't complain. J, 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 look, I was just in about you. <laughs> good things, I hope. Good it's things. funny that you, it's funny that you would call. <laughs> but yes, Jay, thank you so much for being on the Writer's Life Chat. Let me just tell you, right, so going over, you know, your your bio and everything, you are that chick. Who knew? Thank you. Thank you. OMG. Now, I mentioned, I'm going to put it out there so somebody don't come back and say, Keisha was over there throwing shade, so you're over there in the south side of Chicago. Let's talk about that. What was that like? Uh, that that was, um, 
<laughs> she said, uh. Yeah, I, I don't think they have uh, enough words in the dictionary I use for that. I, but I made it through. I made it through. Yes, it taught me yes, a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, yes. I do want to say, like, I love – I love the cover for Transparent. I'm going to jump right in. I love the cover for Transparent. I love the promo stuff that you sent over to me. And I'm like, wow, like, you have this edge about you, like, don't mess with me because you'll get cussed out. But I can turn that (laughs) off and be classy, too. That's what I think. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you you, you get a lot from one picture. Yeah. I'm I'm going to agree with you on that. (laughs) Chicago taught me that. Thank you. (laughs) Chicago taught her that. So, Come on, Jay, talk to me. Tell me, what was the real motivation and inspiration for you to want to do Transparent? Because initially, when you hear a title like Transparent, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, she's about to go there. You know, you're going to go in and tell us something. But were you also, I mean, this is a double-sided question. One, what drove you to do it? But also, two, were you a little reluctant of letting yourself be so transparent, you know, the readers, to see you? Jay? Yes. Can you hear me? me? Yes. Yeah. Hello? Um, did you, did you, I, oh. I just, can you hear me now? No, because I just yes, asked I the question. You. It got really silent. I said, oh, Lord, where'd she go? <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm here. My phone is showing out just because I'm on the phone with a great person. That's all. Oh, thank you. But yes, did you? Do you want me to repeat repeat the question, or did you hear me? No, I think I heard you. You asked what? Um, okay. What was the reason behind transparent? Right. And were you reluctant to give readers that much of you? Oh, of course, of course. Um, okay. Definitely. Um, it, you always, with when you put yourself out there, you always run the risk of being judged. Um, but I still wanted to help. My first book, I was not as open. Um, I kind of was more concerned about how, because my work is nonfiction, so I was concerned about how the person I may have discussed, um, how they felt or if, if they were hurt, um, and then in, in Transparent, I was more concerned with me and the hurt and the pain and the lessons I've learned, everything I had to deal with. So it was freeing for me, uh, and, and I needed to, to release things. I needed to let things go despite how someone else felt about their uh, whatever their situation was with me. But definitely, yes, I was um, concerned with opinions and um, people's judgments, and, and then I just I had to free myself from people in order to help other people. Okay. Okay. All right. So now, when was the book, when was Transparent released? Uh, in December, this just past December. Okay. So what has been the feedback thus far? Well, from the, the people that uh, share their thoughts with me, they do, they do feel that, uh, they they feel that they know me a different way or they can see me in a different light, and it's also inspiring for them. Um, it's helped them to let go of certain things or help them to see certain things in a different way, which is what which is what my intention is, to always help someone else or free someone else from what they're bonded with or bound by, rather. 
Okay. All right. So now when people come up to you and talk to you about the book, how do you feel? Because, of course, you gave such a personal, in-depth look at you. But did you ever think that there would be the naysayer or the quote-unquote hater and how you were going to rebuttal that? Um, well, yes, I'm, I, I know that there's, you know, for every person that enjoys your work or appreciates your work, there's someone that doesn't care for it, um, doesn't care for your honesty or uh, the way you may word things or they don't feel that that's politically correct. Uh, and so I was I was prepared for that. I was prepared to defend my point of view because that's what it is. This is the way I was raised or what I went through uh, in life. And, you know, I couldn't allow anyone to make me feel bad about the person I've become due to my situations and circumstances. So um, I'm always ready to defend that, that person. Okay, so now you, um, you're, this wasn't your first book, but I want to ask you, because me being Keisha Green, I'm always dropping literary jewels to aspiring writers and published authors and so forth and so on. What did you learn from book one to book two, personally and professionally? I learned that you can't do everything by yourself. You need help, and... Um, my writing is so personal that it's really uh, it's really hard to to get help because you don't know who's being honest and who just doesn't want you to be honest. So um, you have to have a circle that you trust. Uh, the people, uh, my editor, my photographer, um, people that work on on my my designer, these people I really like. I trust them with with who. I am, and I don't have to backtrack behind them. So it's very important to have a few people that you have that can lighten the load because if you don't, you you will drive yourself crazy trying to be at the end of the project, like you're not even going to want to promote it. You'll be dead. You just It's too much work. So I, I highly suggest getting some people on your team that you can really trust to really have your back and your best interests at heart. Okay. All right. Cool. So now you're self-published. Why did you go the self-published route versus hiring an agent to shop your book around? I I actually tried uh, with an agent, and when I did, and this was with my first book, and they read it, their opinions overshadowed what my vision for my work was, and it's just my opinion um, that you you have to know before you discuss with anyone else what you want for your work, how you want it to look, how you want to look, and you can't allow anyone else, even if they do have um, time in the industry and, and they know particular things, you can't allow them to change who you are to fit what they want to sell. And I didn't pimped out. I want to speak how I feel as direct as I am and as honest as I am. And uh, if that means that I have to work a little harder to get my name out there or I have to work a little longer to make sure that my work is recognized, then I'm up for that challenge. I didn't. I don't want to go the quick route and then I sell who I am. Mm, I like that answer for a lot. So now what advice would you give to an inspiring 
um, author or anyone who wants to, you know, publish, like, you know, based on what you learned from your errors? Um, shop, shop around. Um, a lot of people will claim that they're experts and they're not do, um, I want to say background checks, but <laughs> do, just make sure you check mm-hmm. up on the people. Be, you know, make sure that they are who they say they are before you trust them um, because everybody is not trustworthy. And when people kind of sense a naiveness, they will take advantage of you. There are some lions in every industry, and you don't want to be eaten up. Mm. Research is very important. Um, exactly. I would also... I would also suggest um, being stern and confident in yourself before you allow someone else to come in and kind of, you know, and kind of push you around. Before you step out there, say, this is who I am, this is what I want, and this is what I'll accept, and this is what I will not accept, so that no one is able to come in and and push you around and, and make you feel what they feel about you, because you already know. Mm. Okay. I like that. I definitely like that. And I want to just, you know, add on to that, that um, publishing, self-publishing, I will say that there is no, you know, when you go out there and do it, it's trial and error. That's how I learned. Mm-hmm. 11 years ago, I didn't know what to do. And I just knew that I had a great book and Oprah was going to call me and I was going to be rich. That was my staff, <laughs> my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's what right. I believe was going to happen. But because I did not know the industry, I didn't know the process, yes, there were people who took advantage of me, my kindness, my money, my time, mm-hmm. and all of that, to only yeah. go have to go back and do it all over again. So I told myself mm-hmm. that, you know, I got to learn this. I really have to learn it, not for just for the sake of learning it, but I really have to learn it and understand it. And then as I was going through my struggle, I would reach out to people that I, you know, thought that I could turn to for advice and it was unanswered emails, unanswered phone calls, or whatever the case may be. And that is when I decided I was never going to be that person. If someone ever Mm -hmm. contacted me, I was going to talk to them because I know how much money I wasted and how much time Mm -hmm. I spent and had someone just answered me and said, even if you don't want to give me all of the information, even if you would have told me to go to Google, that's how naive mm-hmm. and young I was. I didn't even know that, like, I could go to that to find the answer. But I right. just knew that I was never going to be that person. And so people, you know, till this day, um, they reach out to me via whatever social network or email, and I will answer them because I don't want anyone to waste the time and money that I spent. Real talk. Like, I just don't. It's not fair. And unfortunately, if you don't have the right team with you and you don't know, you're going to spend a lot of money and you're going to look back like, damn. So, yeah, I just want to add that to what you were saying because I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and not just your your money, but your time. And time is something that we can't get back, you know, so you're you're wasting time, effort, money. And, and by the time you've been beaten by so many people, you've, gotten to the point where it's like, I don't even want to do this, but your work needs to be heard, you know, so, and, and I'm the exact same way. I, I make myself available to anyone that needs help because I, I learned walking in the dark. So it doesn't make sense for me to make someone else do the same thing. 
Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. You just, you know, I'm not saying that it's going to be perfect for you based on what Mm -hmm. I told you, but at least if I can, you know, prevent you from making one bad mistake, okay, I feel better. And, you know, a lot of people come back to me and say, like, thank you so much, Keisha. I didn't know. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. So now let's get into the poetry side. Talk about when you were bit by the poetry bug. Um, I had to be about 11. I had to be about 11. And um, a young man I was dating uh, at the time, I shouldn't have been dating. I was way too young. I should have been focused on books. Uh, But, you know. uh, (laughs) That's another book. Right. (laughs) You're exactly right. (laughs) But um, he... Uh, brought me he was older than I was and he brought me poetry to school and and I just thought it was amazing the way these words and things um the way they rhymed and they told the story and it, that was it that first poem the first thing he wrote and that it just I never stopped since then oh. oh my goodness so now do you perform spoken word or is it just written I I have tried. I do go out and hear spoken word, and um, it is it's very inspiring to me. Um, but um, I don't do very well with uh, being out um, in front of people. I have did it, you know, maybe two or three times. I've gotten up, but I don't uh, memorize my work. Like when it, I know it's a gift because when it comes out of me, it pours out, and um, and. It's kind of a release, especially if it's something painful that I'm letting go of. It's a release, and then I'm done with it. I can move on without, you know, paying my therapist thousands of dollars. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> that is too funny. So now the book came out. Let's go back to Transparent. The book came out in December, and you've been actively promoting it and so forth. Um what has been your great moment thus far? I mean, it's only February, but, you know, what what event or what happened, you know, some something that happened where you were just like, oh, my God, I did it, that you had your, your moment? I um, was at an uh, event down here um, in Texas, and uh, just um, it's not like a um, – a weekly or not a, you know, it was a special poetry event that um, that this group had. And I just went out to hear something so that I can get inspired to do some writing or something. Um, and when mm-hmm. I sat down, I sat in the back and the young lady comes to me, like she kind of stared at me for a while. She was sitting up front um, after I came in and she stared at me for a little while. And then she came back and she said, um, is your name Jay? And I said, yes, it is. And she said, I just read your book, and when I was finished, she and she said, first let me say, I read it over a weekend. Like, I started when I got off work Friday, and I was done before church on Sunday. And she said, when, mm. I, when I was finished reading, I felt like I can do me because it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me that was going through what I was going through, and somebody else understood, and somebody else made it out. And I, she, I was in tears. I'm a crybaby. Wow. <laughs> okay. And I no, that tears. would have brought me to tears. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what makes this process 
so well worth it when you can get that type of feedback. You right. know, like that that was that was definitely nice. So now we're still early on in the year, um, you know, but what what do you have planned? What's next? Not so much project wise, but like I guess events, appearances, whatever the case may be, like what else do you have in store? Or is it too early? I I actually haven't. Um I've did a couple of events and um gotten inspiration from them. So I've actually started my next my next uh book already. Um Okay. And that one, um, that one, I'm thinking more of a, because it helped her in such a way. I'm thinking more of going um, with less poetry and more stories, so kind of like a, a memoir. Yeah. Nice. You want to talk about that guy that you shouldn't have been dating? Yes. <laughs> yes, he's a, uh, a vital part of. of why I am the way I am. Yes. <laughs> Look, she ain't bitter. She ain't bitter. It's a testimony, damn it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. This is, yes. Helped, this is what helped her grow. Don't get it twisted. I love it. I love it. I yes. love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay, so now I ask this all the time to the guests on the show. So how you feeling? Are you okay? Are you Are you nervous? You can tell me. I mean, you're only on the air with a bunch of other people on the World Wide Web. But come on. <laughs> keep it real, Jay. <laughs> No, I feel good. I mean, you're you're my mom's from New York, so your accent is like home. Talking to you is like talking okay. to family. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you are the third person who said to me tonight. I had like two other consults at consults earlier today, and they both mentioned my accent. And I said, "Excuse mm-hmm. me, what do you mean, my accent?" And they were like, "Well, like the one guy said, well, I can tell you're not from around where I'm from." I said, "Okay." And then the other lady, the other lady said, "Well." It's a nice, pleasant accent. Don't take it as an insult. And I said, but I, y'all, neither one of them are telling me, what do you mean? Accent like what? And so right. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to break the ice for it. I said to the one guy, I said, you said this accent. He goes, yes, yes, an accent. I said, so you want to say what? He goes, I'm just going to say that because I know not to piss a black woman off. I said, okay, <laughs> you were trained well. Yes, <laughs> you was tra- you was trained very well. Thank you, kudos. I'm a, you you know what me and you might be able to work together just because you said that. But you say this accent, and I said, okay, I'm gonna say it for you because you you want to say it, but you don't know how to say it because you don't know if I'm gonna cuss you out. Go ahead, say it. She right. sounds like a white girl. I didn't want to say that. Okay, but I said it. <laughs> so you're saying accent? It's okay. It's okay, Jay. I ain't gonna cuss you out either. It's all good. <laughs> I'm just having fun. I just hope hope that you're having a good time on the Writer's Life chat because I always want to create that atmosphere for people that it's not, it's not, um, you know, structured in the sense of your typical interview. People ask all the time, are you going to send me over some questions? And I'm like, no, no. Well, how do I know what you're going to talk about? I said, I go off a vibe and energy. That's how we go on with it. And that's what scares me. So Jay, you okay? You want to come back? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. We're all good. <laughs> you better, Jay. I know I find you. Texas ain't that far. <laughs> Look, I'll come to Texas. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'll be out in Texas, okay? Like, listen. <laughs> Listen, look, all the New Yorkers that are listening in the tri-state, they're like, oh, my God, I like Keisha until she said she was.
wasn't a Cowboys fan. That's right. Yeah. Okay, respect <laughs> the star. Okay? That's what I was But no, Jay, oh my goodness. So tell me also too, now you got that in the works and you want to gear towards, you know, the um the short stories and so forth and the poet poetry plays a part in it. Do you ever think mm-hmm. that now, you know, being a self published author, would you ever venture out and publish others? Um, that long pause told me no, but okay, I'm gonna wait for you to answer. <laughs> I would, I would mentor. I, I would help in any okay. way possible, but, um, but to take on the responsibility, um, I, I don't think so. I don't because it would take away okay. too much from what I enjoy doing. I would then, okay, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I think it would take away too much from what I enjoy. That's a good, safe answer, Jay. I ain't mad at you. I like it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at all. I got some callers. I'm going to take a call. Are you ready, Jay? Yes, ma'am. And I want to say this beforehand, for the listeners and for the callers that are in the queue, because I see you guys out there, if you're just listening, when I take your call, if you don't, if you don't have any questions for myself or Jay, just say you're just listening, and I can go to the next call as opposed to that awkward silence. We don't like that. <laughs> so, A32, I'm taking your call. Hello. Welcome to the Writer's Life Chat. Who's this? <laughs> now, didn't I just give instructions, Jay? Look, <laughs> first one on the line. He don't want to say nothing. A32, I got some friends out in Texas, so I know you're calling to support, Jay. So just say you're just listening if you don't got a question. <laughs> Jay. Wow. Love. Okay, A32, yes. I'm going to put you back into the queue so that you can listen. And then I'll go to the next one. Jay, didn't I just tell them it's just the same? <laughs> Why are people hard-headed on a Monday? <laughs> It's Monday. And that was a man. I heard it. I heard that was a man. <laughs> man from 832. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. 313, I'm going to take your call. Hello, welcome to the Writer's Life Chat. Who's this? Just listening. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Good job. You. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Ain't nothing wrong with a man that follows instructions. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so talk about it. You said, like, um, you know, the accent sounded like home. Talk about home. Tell me that home life. What was that like? Home life was hectic. Um, I was all over into way too much. Um, for a kid, I was um, the the difference now and why I do try to help out and mentors because I didn't have that. I didn't have um, programs. I never even was taught or told what poetry was or um, okay. about Maya Angelou, who is one of my favorite people. You know, it wasn't until I started to research myself what this writing was that he was doing and. Um, you know, I was so attracted to it that I had to find out what, how, you know, how I can do it. You know, what, what, what was the next step for me? And, mm-hmm. 
and that's how and so it's kind of it was self taught until I got into it and then it became a gift um in order for me to do. But there was no instruction and I was out, you know, doing things that I shouldn't be doing. Um, Chicago was very rough in the nineties, you know, kids were getting killed for mm-hmm. Jordans and you know, having mm-hmm. their starter jackets taken off of them. You know, so I came up right. in a rough era. Yeah, I lost a lot of friends. I buried a lot of friends. And so this was a form of escape for me. Mm. Wow. Okay. Wow. Look, I got to let that all, that part marinate because it's uh, it's sad because when you're burying friends and that's just Mm -hmm. rough, especially when, when you look at them and it's like you guys sat there on a playground maybe talking about your long-term goals. And now you're here and they're not, and you're feeling like, damn. Exactly. Like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Wow. Exactly. That's another testimony in itself because a lot of people don't deal with grief and, exactly. you know, that part of it. So, you know, there's so many – I've heard so many stories, and I know some people close to me where someone close to them died and they lost it in the sense rather – they became extremely depressed or they turned to substances and so forth and so on. So, wow. Like mm-hmm. just to even to hear your story, Jay, like I commend you for that. So that is, wow. Cause that's a lot. That is definitely, yeah. definitely a lot. And nobody wow. teaches so us how now. to deal with Go that. Oh, well, not at just, all. Nobody teaches us how to deal with it. Exactly. No, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. there's no, there's no manual. There's no nothing. You know, they say, oh, you can come and get some help. But it's like, what if I can't even fathom up the energy to come to you to get the help? Then what? What am I supposed to do? Exactly. What, what are my exactly. options? Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. left out. And I know, didn't. I'm just stuck like Chuck in that. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I didn't even know that therapy existed. That wasn't, you mm-hmm. know, they weren't any yeah. therapists mm-hmm. in our area. You know, we were just expected to bury our friends and keep it right on going, you know, and that's why I've lost, I mean, I've not just lost friends um, in that form, but I've also lost friends to alcohol and to drugs because they couldn't escape the pain and they didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is just like, it's, that's again, another testimony, like how you cope with it because everybody has a way of coping, you know, a mechanism that they use. Rather, you mm-hmm. might have used poetry and writing. Someone else uses alcohol. Mm-hmm. The other one uses drugs. Right. The other one right. uses verbal abuse and mental abuse to someone else because exactly. I always say hurt hurt people hurt people. That's so, right. You know, That's exactly that, right. that plays yeah. a part, plays a major part into all of that. So now mm-hmm. with you, Jay, what do you want people at the end of the day to know about you? Apparently everything I keep writing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I want, uh, just like the young lady told me, she she uh, just figured out that it wasn't just her. And I, I appreciate that. So if I could help someone to... Um, like when we were discussing the writing, if I could help you not hit that brick wall that I hit, then the mm-hmm. life I lived and the pain that I went through, it was all worth it, you know, because everything I'm going mm-hmm. through is for someone else. 
I'm I'm here to help someone else. So if what I'm what I've been through has helped you at least walk away from that guy that you had no business saying hello to, then I've did something. Right. Right, right, right. Okay, so now I know there's the the industry standard of the genres of where they want to put you in, but let me ask you, based on your writing and what you know and how you feel when you, you know, you write, what would be the best way or words to describe the genre of Jay? Who, what is the genre, I should say? Um. Wow. Um, I don't when I write or when I think about my writing, I should say, I want it to be um be for people. So I want it to be something that they can trust. Nothing is fluffed, you know, so when you want the real and you've come from where I've come from, you know the hood, um, but you you know, people don't understand because now you work on Wall Street or something. I want you to understand that I still feel you. I know what you. I know what it's like. I know where you've been. So I want, um, I guess, non nonfiction. That the honest girl. That girl that's gonna remind me of where I'm from. Okay. Okay. I like that. I definitely like that. So now, what else? Like, talk, describe to me your writer's life. Set the scene. What does it consist of? Um, oddness, I guess you would say. Um, I'm I'm pretty much a loner, um, and my okay. my my writing comes from um, it comes from life, different events or or different people. If I go out somewhere with someone, um, if I happen to go on a date or something, um, and this young man is inspiring or he seems like a nice guy, then at the end um, of the date, once once I get home, I have, like, these butterflies that create words. Um, mm. it's, I like um, that. Butterflies that create words. That's all. You took me back like I'm, like, 13. I like that, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You said butterflies that create words. Look, that was some poetic stuff right there. Go, girl. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, so now I'm going to dig a little bit deeper with this writer's life. Tell me what's the setting when you get those butterflies that, you know, come into life? Are you laying across the bed, candlelight, somebody, you know, some music playing in the background, or is it like, you know, I was brushing my teeth and I had my pen there and I wrote it. Tell me that life. Well, I actually sleep with a pen and uh, pad in the bed. Um, so um, a lot of my writing, I've I've actually woke up from out of uh, a dream before and wrote in the dark. Mm-hmm. So I keep, um, I keep a pen in the pad. Um, but, no, I don't do anything special, no candles or anything, but um, music also helps me a whole lot. It's not that I'm listening, but just to hear the instruments in the background, the different melodies, um, they give me a flow to write with, and it helps my writing come out uh, a lot faster, a lot easier. Who were some of your favorites? Oh, Nas is, is, uh, Nas is, 
such an amazing writer. I just run off with him now. His poetry is beautiful. Um, uh-huh. Common, Common is another one of my favorites. Mm. I like Common, um, but it ain't for his music. But okay. <laughs> Can listen to Ooh, any, girl. like even the mm-hmm. old stuff and get creative. Yes, 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 yes. I released a book on my birthday. I call myself pulling a Beyonce, but I don't got Beyonce money. But I, I dropped the book <laughs> on my birthday with no with no promo, right? <laughs> in my mind, in my mind, Jay, it made sense. But as a self published <laughs> author, I can do that. But um, yeah, I dropped right. the book Beyonce, and um. The book, the title is called Insatiable, cause oh, hmm. that Prince song, girl. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, <laughs> cause yes, Prince, oh my goodness, like I've been a fan. I've been a fan. I was in the Prince's music when I shouldn't have been listening to Prince's music as a young child, <laughs> and so like, mm, how about this sidebar? How come Prince? He was the only male that could wear some tight pants, some heels moan, gyrate his hips, and we ain't never questioned his sexuality. We just knew he was banging hella broad, right? Yes. 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 We just knew he had a bunch of women. And, like, I don't know about you, but when I watched Purple Rain and when, you know, him and Apollonia and he was like, you know, you want to purify yourself in Lake Minnetonka, I was like, purify <laughs> me, Daddy. Purify me. <laughs> right? I need the water. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I go left. But it makes for a good interview. <laughs> this is how I get them to come back, listen, because it's just so like unfiltered and unscripted. They have a good time. Listen, Jay is over here cracking up. She's enjoying herself. She's gonna come back. She don't know it yet, but she's yes. coming back. <laughs> but yes, um, Prince. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Ooh, girl, may he rest in peace with his fine ass. Ooh, yes. I'm sorry, I said it again. But no, um, music definitely, as a writer, I can relate to that. Music plays a part. And, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have, sometimes it doesn't have to be the singing. It can be a good instrumental. Like, I've, I've yes. written some good stuff. Like, I'll listen to, like, Kenny G or give mm-hmm. me, like, anything. I just want to hear music. I want to hear the melodies and I want to make my own words. You know, I want to like, you know, write that type of script. So as a poet, do you find that you are given that creative freedom to do just that? Make love with the music to the, with, you know, with your words, if you are performing with music? I haven't ever performed with music. Um, Actually, when I write, it has, um, it has a rhythm to it already. Um, when it okay. comes to me, and it you know it kind of flows out a particular way. Um, I did try before I went in the studio, and I did try to record, and then I found myself thinking I was a rapper or something that didn't work out well for me. So, 
Okay. I have no music. But you tried no it. Music. You yeah. tried it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You tried it. All right. All right. I, I, I can dig it. Okay. So now, so, totally off topic. Did you watch the new edition story? And if you did, what'd you think? I, I actually did not see it. No. Are you serious? No, but Jay? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a TV person. Jay, we got to um, end this interview. I can't go on no more. I can't. <laughs> I can't go on. You done broke my heart. See, I thought we were about to be friends. <laughs> okay. It wasn't them. It was nope. just, I'm just not a TV person. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I did hear right, that it was very interesting, though. She said it was very interesting, she said she heard. Okay. All right, Jen. <laughs> you know what? I say, It's so funny because I'm doing this interview, and I'm like, I'm saying your name, and I always like to, you know, refer, you know, refer to people by their name. I don't want to just talk at them. But I think it's more mm-hmm. comfortable because I have a 10-year-old daughter. Her name is, her name is Jalen, and um, we call her around the house Jay for short. So it just flows off my lips like, you know, um, Jay and my daughter, she has peeped in here like a couple of times like, what? And I'm looking at her like, I'm talking to you. I got, I got another Jay right now. <laughs> okay, Jay, I want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on to the Writers Life Chat. And like I said, once you come on, you are family. You are welcome to come back. So when you write that testimony about that guy that you shouldn't have been liking and everything, and he might have broke your heart, I want the exclusive. I want you coming back. Yes, I want you back. definitely. I want you back definitely. on this show. But before you leave, please tell the listeners how they can stay in the loop with you and so forth and so on. Um, if anyone has any questions, if you need any advice or any help, I can be reached directly at my email, jae at mzjae.com. I am on um, Facebook, Twitter, uh, any social media areas you can find me, J-A-E-L is my middle initial, Pettigrew is my last name, P-E-T-T-I-G-R-E-W. Um, and I do get back to you. I do help out as much as possible. So feel free to reach out to me. Awesome. So now, Jay, let me ask you this before you go, because you mentioned the social media. Out of all of them, you know, you mentioned them. Which one do you like the most and why? Um, I think I would go with Facebook. It's just just the easiest. They make it so convenient. And then if someone has a question, they don't have to – go through trying to find your email, um, find your personal email. They can just send you a message uh, right right through the Facebook page and get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just a little more convenient for me. Okay. All right. Good, 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 good. I like it. All right. So you heard it here first. You can stay in the loop with Jay on social media, Facebook, Twitter, email, whatever the case may be. Check her out. And definitely one click. Go get her book, Transparent, on Kindle today. You know that I talk about it all the time on social media. My hashtag is Get Caught Reading. So I want you guys to get caught reading Transparent. And then let me know what you think, and we'll have Jay back on the show, and we can talk about it. But I want to say thank you so much, Jay, for taking time out of your schedule to chat with me over here on the Writer's Life Chat. I had a ball. It was great. And anything you need, I am here. Just hit me up. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, Miss Keisha. You are amazing. I appreciate you. Definitely. Thank you so much, and you have a good night. You too, sweetie. 
Alrighty. So, wow, that was super, super dope. I just spoke to J.L. Pettigrew on the Writer's Life Chat. Make sure you tune in next week. We will be doing the What is Street Lit panel discussion with Alphadique Banks, Aaron Bebo, Sean Sinclair, and June Miller. You do not want to miss that show. It is going to be epic by all means. Make sure you tune in to the Writer's Life Chat. Thank you again for all tuning in tonight to listen to Jay Pettigrew. And like I said earlier, tonight's show was sponsored by The Journey of Ruthie Bell by Amani Wisdom. And you can get caught reading that page turner at www.amaniwisdom.com. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you guys all next week. Good night and God bless in my Russell Simmons voice. <laughs> see you later.